You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Anne Vandermeer. She's the editor-in-chief of Weird Tales. Thank you for joining me, Anne. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, I'd like you to talk about uh, this uh, reorganization of Weird Tales. It sounds like they're stepping up their production. They're putting more into the magazine. That must mean it's doing well. Oh, the magazine is doing fantastic. We have a new editorial team. I am now the editor-in-chief, and Mary Robinette Cowell is my art director, and Paula Garan is the nonfiction editor. We have revamped the website. We're doing all kinds of interesting things with the website. In addition to the print magazine, which is going to be on a quarterly basis, we are also doing twice a month one-minute videos, which are short one-minute little stories, but in video format. We're going to be doing five-minute um, fiction pieces once a week and then we're also going to do daily tweets so you're going to have weird 365 days a week you know science fiction and weird fiction has really been for a long time the domain of, of men you have three women running this magazine and I'd like you to talk about your you know your collaborative efforts and where you think that will take it that might be different than where it's been or where it might have otherwise gone well I know I, I kind of disagree a little bit about it always being the the domain of, of, of men, because if you take a look at the early weird tales in the 20s and the 30s, I would say at least one-third of the subscriber base were women. You can check that out. And, it, and the covers that I was showing earlier today on the presentation, Margaret Brendan, she was an amazing artist. Those are the most memorable covers that Weird Tales has done by a woman. And the, the heyday of Weird Tales, where you had H.P. Lovecraft and Ray Bradbury and Robert Block and all those amazing writers female editor during that time period. So, you know, the weird has always been men and women. It's just that now you're hearing more about it. So I don't know that it's going to be any different than it was. I just think it's going to be bigger and more. Well, um, one of the things that, that interests me about your work as an editor is your kind of a wide, you have a cast a wide net. And I'm wondering, um, it, internationally and also just in terms of what you're willing to consider as weird uh, fiction. So I'm wondering um, if there's if you have any interest in like maybe working on a, a more mainstream uh, uh, outing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I um, love all kinds of different things. As the editor of Weird Tales, I work in that area, but I also read very widely in a lot of different genres. I read a lot of um, nonfiction. I read a lot of history, biographies, political mysteries and I do read a lot of mainstream as well and I think that you can mix and match and cross genre and do all kinds of interesting things and that's what makes the world so interesting you know you don't want to just focus on one thing you want to spread out and find different connections between this and that and the other as a matter of fact some of my most favorite uh, fantasy books are published as mainstream but they're really fantasies what would you consider that? Well, one of my favorite writers is um, a gentleman by the name of Kevin Brockmeyer. He has a new book coming out called The Illumination, which is one of my all-time favorite books that I recently read this year. And prior to that, his previous novel was A Brief History of the Dead, which is, which is an amazing, amazing book. And you can't say that it's anything but fantasy. It, 
but it was published as a mainstream novel. And he's considered a literary novelist. But his stuff is weird, so weird, and so wonderful. Actually, I just reviewed that with uh, Alan Chuse. He and I had a big discussion about how much we liked that book. And he and, and he had a, an interesting take on it. He said it was a Godelian god. I can't remember. He, he thought it... Or, but it was, uh, you know, he had this uh, a take on it that was um, weird but not um, genre. It was very, very interesting. Uh, I, I don't understand that. How could it be weird and not genre? I mean, then what's genre? Is genre only like a spaceship and a zombie and a vampire? I mean, come on. Well, you know, one of the things that, that for me, it seemed like a, a Twilight Zone episode writ large. And that made me think about how the Twilight Zone, after all these years, seems to us very mainstream. We don't really think of it necessarily as genre fiction. but Okay, so what you're basically telling me is the weird is now becoming more standard. That's what I'm hearing. Okay, so, so I'm totally for that. I can definitely see that. Because really what the weird is, Rick, is the weird is the normal, but it's a little bit skewed. You know, it's like you're going along and everything is okay and everything is what you expect. And then all of a sudden, something is a little bit off kilter. Something a little bit strange in the corner there. Not necessarily dark, not necessarily scary, but not normal anymore. And you just kind of keep going and keep going, and then the, the hairs on the back of your neck go up, and it's like, okay, more weirdness. And so to me, that's what it, it is. It's like this, this, this small little infiltration into your normal world, and it kind of skews it just a little bit. We're not turning your entire world upside down, because that would be like a big explosion, and maybe that's what genre is. But what we're doing is just a little bit of a twist. It's a little bit off-center, and that's weird. It sounds like it's just a great way to give us some perspective on, on where we are. Oh, definitely. If you look at something from a different point of view, you're going to see all kinds of things you never saw before. And um, I think that's a great way to be. Now, um, you're as an editor-in-chief, you're getting lots of fiction submissions. I wonder if you talk about what you think the current state of you know, science fiction uh, slush pile quality is. Actually, I think it's quite good. I mean, I, I have a brand new submissions portal that just opened up for submissions through the Internet in January. The first day that it opened, I got almost 100 submissions. And, of course, most of the stuff I'm not – of course, I can't take everything. But I'm finding more and more quality – in the submissions that I'm getting. It might not be right for what I'm doing, and there might still be issues with the stories, but I'm really very heartened by what I'm seeing in my slush pile. There's an amazing amount of talent out there. Now, um, I'm wondering, as a, as a reader, if you look at many, and especially as a reviewer and an editor, um, what you think of the state of self-publishing right now? Because there's so much of it, and the quality is so good. It's kind of, you know, it's hard to, to get a, a grip on sometimes even if it's hell if it's self-published. Well... Now the tools of production are in the hands of everybody. It's kind of very similar to what you saw with the music industry back in the day when um, people were doing their own albums and they're doing their own CDs and what was going on with MySpace. And you're seeing a lot more of that now with writers. They're glomming on to the same thing that, that the musicians did 10 years ago, but they're doing it through ebooks because you can do an ebook very cheaply. Now, the problem with that that I see is that there's going to be so much of it out there, it's going to be very difficult for the audience, the reader, to determine what to buy and what not to buy. 
So you're still going to have to have some kind of way to determine that. The reader's going to have to know, well, why should I buy this or over that, you know? And sometimes I think that a writer might be a little bit too impatient to get their stuff out there so they self-publish where there may be they need to go a different way. There's a lot of indie presses out there that they might want to consider as well. Yeah, I think one of the things that uh, you're talking about is the virtues of an independent eye and an editor. And a as an editor, um, I wonder if you could talk about your kind of collaborations with the people you publish. Well, now, I do get a lot of submissions, and I'm not going to buy a story that's going to need a lot of work only because I don't have time to spend a lot of time editing someone's work. So when something comes into me, it's going to be pretty close to perfect. I have had stories in the past with writers that I found a lot of promise with, people that I've known for a while and I'm working with, where we will go back and forth. But to me, it's paramount that anything that the writer does with their story has to be theirs. I will offer suggestions, I will say this and that, and maybe I'll ask a question. But the bottom line is, they have to approve it, and they have to be accepting of whatever the final product is. It's, it, the, the writer always has final line edits. Now, you're working on a variety of projects with Jeff, and I like this idea that, how, that you talk about how you will get things that are good but not right for one project, and they spawn another. And I'm wondering um, if you see that there's anything on the horizon after uh, steampunk. Oh, that's really hard to tell. <laughs> My husband is the one, really, who's the visionary. He's the one that, that will have the spark of moving into this project or moving into that project, I might bring something to him and say, look at this. And then that might bring up a discussion of, hey, we could do that with that, you know. So, so I leave that to him. My husband and I work really well together because we have different strengths and weaknesses. And he's the one, I feel like, who has these fantastic ideas, and I'm the one that helps him make them into a reality and make it workable. I've been speaking with Ann Vandermeer. She's editor-in-chief of Weird Tales magazine. Thank you for joining me, Ann. Thank you very much for having me. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Thank you.